what this is, the win-win situation. Uh, I'm the guest of uh, the co-creator of the show, Nicholas, the student here at uh, Towson University. And I'm John. I'm the father. And <laughs> we're going to play some music for you today. Yep. Um, I want to start things off with... Is it hot in here or is it... Never mind. Well, it's interesting that you they say still, that. They still have the heat system on, I know, because it's still... That we're in the, still in the throes of winter. Yeah, and tomorrow is supposed to be less than forty degrees. Yeah, but it's still going to be hot in here because you know this is a kind of like a jail cell, concrete jail cell. Yeah, <laughs> but the good news about it is that it's pretty good for having sound stuff. Yeah, it's it true. Is a studio, co- after all. Yes, it is. I like the acoustic accoutrements. Yeah, so it gets our voices sounding real yeah. nice and yeah. crisp and yeah. not reverby. Yep, absolutely. Did you know there's a... No, I didn't. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I know what. Did you know that there's a thing called Discord? And what they have... So Discord is like a... Um, it's a software application that lets you chat with people uh in different like voice servers and and chat servers but anyway um the interesting thing about it is that they patented a sort of technology that cancels like sound so say you have like a microphone and it would cut off everything that doesn't sound like your voice Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like noise cancellation. So okay. if you have like a a vacuum cleaner going, it won't pick that up. Oh, so it's a va- va- vacuum cancel culture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's spin some tunes. Okay. And go Tigers! Uh, who are they? Who are they playing tonight at the arena? Oh, I should know. I think they're playing James Madison All University. Right. All right. Well, but don't quote me on that. Well, I think I just saw that on the tickets. Go, so t- maybe it's go Tigers! Yeah, we'll indeed. be there after the show. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Right now. Yep. Well, we were talking earlier before we started the show about library music, and library music is like just general music to play uh, to like fit a mood. I guess you could say like uh, it was pretty popular in the '60s to maybe come up with commercials or something. I know the NFL uses some songs for for old footage and whatnot. So it's more like kind of like fair use stuff, I suppose. But anyway, I have, um, I have a bit of, uh, an an affection for the music because I've heard some songs and they're pretty groovy. So I want to open things up with playing a song from the KPM series. And you have to excuse me for a moment since I am, uh, I am exploring yeah. on this Spotify application. And just to let you know, we're doing the same thing as we did last week. Nicholas is going to open up, and were, you know, because there's no mixing board here, uh, we're just going to do. He's going to do one tune. I'm going to do one tune, and then uh, I think after two each, we're going to just explain everything that we played. Um, it's going to be free form, but I am leaning toward one genre. Can you say genre? Genre. Genre. Yep. Okay. 
So, uh, as soon as I reject this call that's coming in, I'll... Let's spin. I'll spin. So, here we go.
Oh. Are we on? Yeah. That was a good set. No. Just kidding. <laughs> it sucked. That yeah. music sucks. What, is, what in God's name are you playing, for God's sake? Well, that was uh, back in 1994 or thereabouts around the time Buddy Rich died. Neil Pert, late of Rush, had a great idea to put together a compilation tribute album called Burning for Buddy. And on this record are such fine drummers as Kenny Aronoff, Bill Bruford, Bill Cobham, Steve Ferroni, Steve Gadd, Omar Hakim, Manu Kache and Mino Sinelo, Joe, Joe Morello, Rod Morgenstein, Neil Pert, Simon Phillips, Max Roach, Eddie Shaughnessy, Marvin Smitty Smith, Steve Smith, Matt Sorum, and Dave Weckl. What a lineup. Wow, they got famous wide receiver the, Steve Smith on that That's album. correct. Steve Smith, Smith Sr. But anyway, what we heard off this fine compilation was a song called Lingo. And on, on the drum kit during this song was the one and only Bill Bruford, late of Yes, King Crimson, and uh, Bill Bruford's Earthwick, Earthworks. I hear the Buddy Rich big band backs these guys up as well as some other musicians. So it's really quite the collection. I've been looking for it for a while. I'm glad you found it. Now now if I can find the Charlie Watts band tribute to uh, Charlie Parker, I'd be very happy. I don't know if I ever even seen that one, but I'll be on the lookout for it. Okay. I think, um, I think the Buddy Rich big band, I'm, I'm guessing that they played with Buddy Rich, right? Absolutely. And then he died, but the band was still together, so Mr. Pert had the idea of putting together Burning for Buddy. Oh, thank you, Mr. Pert, Neil Pert. There rest you go. In, rest in peace. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Gone too soon, but I, I respect Rush for the lifestyle that they led because they were all pretty, uh, they didn't really like, Party or anything like that. They were more about the music and staying low key as well. And I, I like that. I like that approach to it. Um, and they were, yeah, they weren't my favorite progressive rock band. But no, um, I only have one of their albums. Sad to say. Well, actually, I'm not sad to say it, but Moving Pictures is probably their best, and I have it. Cool. Yeah, back when I was in high school. You know, you know how the old Beatles-Stones arguments came up? Hey, you like the Beatles better or the Stones? Well, the same could be said for Yes and Rush. I was just a Yes fan you know, early on. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get into that high voice of Getty Lee. Yeah. It's just like, you ever hear fingernails go down a chalkboard? I have. Okay. It so, sounds similar to a violin. Yeah, 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 it does. So, so. Before that, we had we had Jimmy Smith, and the song was called "Root Down" in parentheses and get it uh, live, nineteen seventy two at the Chicken Coop. Um, no, 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 no. I was after the Blue Note days, but uh, Smith was great on the B three. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh, th- so this was uh, on the Verve label. Um, says it was recorded in Los Angeles on February 8th, 1972. Um, the reason that I know this song is that it was sampled by the Beastie Boys. They made a song on um, 
I think it was um, it, uh, their 1994 album, the same that had Sabotage on it. I think that's uh, I think that's the one that had this on it. Um, and and uh, it, well, it had like this sampled, and then it was sampled in a song called "Root Down" by the BC Boys too. There you go. And so that's how I discovered it. So uh, rap that, music is good because that's how, you that's how your generation found great music is through sampling. Yeah, uh, S- great music sampled other great music. Somebody sampled a work from Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. A rapper did. A B C A B C A B C. Oh uh, yeah, that was probably Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so your sister was—I I played that song for her, and she was just freaked out. So yeah, a lot of good music was sampled, turning your generation on to great music over and above the trip hop. Yeah, that's pretty neat stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and before Jimmy Smith, the uh, Hammond B three mastery of Brian Auger. Uh, this this was the, re- the uh, version of Red Beans and Rice I wanted to play last week or two weeks ago. Uh, apparently, reading the liner notes to this, definitely what? That big band version was recorded in 1968, and this one was recorded, I think, early 69. So it's, it's such a great jam. And uh, and uh, Brian Auger and the Trinity, the album Definitely What? And uh, written by... Booker T and the MGs, Donald Duck Dunn, Booker T. Jones, uh, Steve Cropper, and Al Jackson. Cool. I um, It sounded pretty similar to the original song that I opened up with, which was Beat Me Till I'm Black and Blue. There you go. By a guy named Alan Hackshaw. Um, <laughs> and Hacksaw. Hacksaw? Hacksaw. Hacksaw, okay. maybe. Hacksaw. No, I think it's it's H A C K S H A W. Oh, okay. so maybe Hack- it is Hack Hackshaw. Hackshaw. Yeah, it sounds so proper. I guess. Hackshaw. Suppose it does. So that song was also made in 1969, and um, that's uh, actually another one that I discovered through a rap song. Another song. It was sampled in. Um, I think it was a guy named MF Doom. And he was working with uh, another producer named Danger Mouse. Um, I forgot the specific song, but yeah, just another example of you know uh, good music leading to more good music. And there it, you go. It pays to be curious with music. Yep. Find out like uh, yeah. where's that sample from. coming from? Let's check it out. And I think works like Shazam made things easier for you in your search. Yeah. Much easier. So, okay, so like, uh, I think, like, comparatively speaking, the the resources that we have now, um, man, uh, especially with my advantage of having this uh, this smartphone I'm manned on, you're limited by the CDs that you chose to bring today. But like, I I just have an advantage of like I can react whatever you play to. If I think of a song off the top of my head, I can just go right in and play. Yeah, I just can't lug around three thousand CDs or however many I have. Yeah, but with that being said, I still enjoy the okay. I still enjoy the experience. Of so, the what's CDs next from your vinyls. side of the room? Well, from my side of the room, I'm going to play something that might seem a little out of place, but it's a it's a new song. Well, a song off a new album. It was released as a single before the album came out, 
but it's by a band called Black Country New Road, and this is a very acclaimed new album. Uh, the new album is called Ants Up From There, and it's it has a lot of cool stuff. It's like kind of orchestral, like a lot of um, um, emotion going into the album. But this song is uh, pretty neat, pretty progressive um, okay. in, in how it sounds. And, yeah, we'll see what you think of it. Wow. So this is called Chaos Space Marine. Cool. Yeah. Here I come now, 
whole set. Yeah. <clears throat> Time flies when you're having fun. That was actually like a set and a half. We well, had some long know, ones in there. Well, we did have some long ones in there. Hey, that was uh, King Solomon's Marbles, a Grateful Dead tune. But it wasn't played by the Grateful Dead. It was played by Jazz is Dead. Jazz with uh, Billy Cobham, Jimmy Herring, Alfonso Johnson, and T. Lavitz, all accomplished musicians in their own right. We played this before, but the board went out. Oh. <laughs> well, so we've, I, I had thought, a, we've had a few a few tracks today that have been kind of like uh kind of like uh like a reconciling like that track and also Red Beans and Rice by Brian Auger and the Trinity. Yeah, and, uh, uh, that was and they had that. recorded the the that big band version we had last week or two weeks ago, like a a year before this one was done. You know, like I don't know if the big band was done in 68 and this one uh, in 1969. So, but uh, it's a great jam. So, yeah. What did you have before? Uh, Jazz is Dead. Uh, so, before that, I had a song by Frank Zappa off of the Grand Wazoo. It's well, called Eat That Question. Eat That Question. Yep. Uh, 1972, it was released. It was uh, maybe among the first, like, uh, instrumental albums that frank zappa did yeah well, among the first i think lumpy gravy was the first may have been the first one cool um and before that the ed palermo big band from the album take your clothes off when you dance the two was a cover of a frank zappa song gumbo variations it does sound like a frank zappa-esque um title to the album as well uh, actually, as, as a matter of fact, it is. There's a song on the album written by Frank Zappa called, called Take Your Clothes Off When You Dance. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. How about that? Yeah. And so to start off the set, as I had mentioned when it began, was Black Country New Road, uh, Chaos Space Marine. I like that, the by the way. It. Uh, I heard, you know, you know, some prog elements, some glam in it. I definitely thought of the killers somewhere through there, but it, I th it's really good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to buy the album eventually, as, as the money starts coming again. Uh, money, your money's enough. worthless. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, almost. Yep. But maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll. We'll be fine. Buy it now before before this inflation makes it uh, utterly worthless. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah. we t we talked about inflation last week. I yeah. guess a I guess a more fresh uh, topic would be World War going, Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a basketball game. That's right. Go Tigers. Yep. It's starting up in uh, one minute. Face off in one minute, and uh, yeah. what do they call it? The beginning tip of the off. Game. Tip off. One minute. Face off's hockey. I'm sorry. That's okay. So we got some more stuff coming up. So yep. we're gonna talk less, play more. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a plan. Now all I need to do is find a song to play. How about if I start off this one and then you can go? Yeah, I like doing that better. Okay, here we go. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. 
Beneath your watching eyes 
I stand so humble Like a child at his mother's breast When I look too hard you go Watching, I can feel it in the air Coming on like a typhoon And suddenly it isn't there It means so much Won't you help me understand Draw me near All my life is your command Beneath your watching eyes I shall not stumble From your timeless course I shall not digress Beneath your watching eyes I stand So humble Like a child At his mother's Breast
Last one was uh, Sam Cooke, Chain Gang. And live. Yeah, live at the Harlem Square Club in 1963. Cool. Now, cool. I'm, I'm actually not too familiar with the with the song, but I've heard it a few times because it was one of the favorite songs from my librarian in high school, Mr. Ickes. Hmm. But he didn't play that version. He played... A version that was slower, and um, yeah, the uh, but, but I'm not sure. Like the 45 he, version was a little slower. Usually with live performances, sometimes the performers would up tempo it, yeah, keep the crowd in uh, in a frenzy. That makes sense. I think yeah. that he didn't play Sam Cooke's version either. He played another version uh, from from a band, but. I'm not sure who it was, but um, I I had his version in my head when I went to play that, yeah. and um, like after the song that you played because I thought it would be fitting. But I know like the 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 uh, the tempo changed quite a bit with the uh, selection that I had. But what was that before the Sam Cooke he, that you played? Uh, P- Peter Hemelman from his album Synthesia. Uh, beneath your watching eyes, Himmelman's uh, Bob Dylan's son-in-law, and uh, he's he's an Orthodox Jew, and uh, his songs come from a uh, let's say a worldview of the Torah uh, or the Talmud, and uh, beneath your watching eyes is like a prayer, and uh, great song. It's contemplative, and uh, I love it. I love Hillman's work. Yeah, certainly. That was that was very nice. Uh, before that, there was Square Pusher. The um, that's the guy that I was asking you about. I think it was yesterday. I was asking if you had heard of him. No, it's pretty cool though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it's like jazzy drum and bass. They call it drill and bass. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a mind game with the skipping sounds and stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun here. That was uh, that song's just titled Seven, like the number seven. I'm glad he didn't name it Soda. Soda? Well, you know, the Seinfeld episode where they, George was trying to convince somebody not to da- name their kid after Mickey Mantle. He said, why don't you name it Soda? Or how about Seven? <laughs> Costanza. Soda. What a piece of work. Yeah. 
they uh so that was from 1997 which is pretty cool yeah um, yeah jazz is dead now you're right nicholas it came out in 98 the uh the blue right blue light rain album yeah uh and uh yeah during the song my my dad was wondering like uh if it might have sampled the uh, the drums that Billy Common was playing on the Jazz is Dead, but since it came out a I year later. I guess not. Jeez, uh, make me look like a fool. What kind of fool are you? Like a darn darn shame. That's right. And we started out the set with uh, a title cut from Carl Flipiak and the Jimmy Jazz Band's most recent effort, What Now? Written by Carl Flipiak, Frank Young, and Matt Everhart. And uh, some nice... Really nice stuff. Listening to it on the headphones is a really tr- real trip. And I'll get my plug in that Filippiak and the Jimmy Jazz Band's playing at Joe Noto's Music Land up in Bel Air behind the Best Buy this coming Saturday night. Shows at 7. You can call the store, order tickets, or go online to uh, the Music Land website and order, and uh, they'll check in at the door. Oh, be- boy, oh, boy. It'll be a great show. It's going to be a lot of fun. But in the meantime... We're going to take care of business. Well, it's time to take another chance now. Going right out through that door. I could be striking up a new romance now. Have them screaming out for more. Legs are pumping, arms are kimbo. Watch a strut a brand new gown. She'll be dead. 
Try something different tonight. I think I want to have a song play us out. So okay. M- so uh, I'm thinking of having our closing remarks now, and then the last song I play will just kind of be like, uh, okay. you know, it'll play till the end of the hour or okay. the end of the half hour. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye, Candios, and we'll see you next week. Well, I mean, oh, that was not, Dred Zeppelin, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I didn't want to close this out right Dancing then on there. the killing floor from their third album, It's Not Unusual. But, uh, hey, it's the only album they did without Tord Elvis, who left the band for a season. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about uh, about how they didn't have, like, the uh, those Elvis vocals. Yep. So yep. now I know. Yep. But they still incorporated the Led Zeppelin. Of course. Yeah, so that was a pretty neat mix that they had there. Yep. And I was thinking about things going full circle. So I'm going to close us out with a track that is also from that KPM Library Music series. This time it's by a guy named Keith Mansfield. Uh, the, The two, I guess, main minds behind the... KPM series was Alan Hackshaw and Keith Mansfield and they were just really good at making catchy songs. Okay, well you got three Ca- minutes. Catchy uh, yeah, catchy music. So Thanks for joining us everybody. Yeah, thank and, you uh, very much. Uh, go, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers heading. and we'll be right back here next week and we'll post the, post the next episode right at the same time next week as well. Yeah, the same so, wind to wind channel. Yep. Sorry, I'm taking my time because I I forgot how long this song is. It might be one of the short ones, maybe like two minutes or so. No, just get it in so, there. Quick, quick. Yeah. Running out of time. All right. Well All right, do it. Thanks you do thank it. you again, everybody. And uh we'll we'll see you next time. <laughs>